0: I didn't expect to come to Bala and get mangoes. Really? I'm delighted to.
1: These two months, if you're going to buy mangoes, buy them now. (laughs) Everyone's house you go to, you'll find something with mango in it.
0: (laughs) Explore the land of memories, urges a tourism promotion for County Roscommon. But exploring here, you'll find a great deal that is new and unexpected.
2: Uh, How much, eh? Nine.
1: Nine, nine. When he
2: comes back, he'll give you a she, Nine, fifteen years.
0: In Ahmed's superstore on Main Street, Balahedrine, in the west of the county, the old Irish traditions of barter and shopkeeper's credit are alive and well, reimagined by the many new Roscommoners, who now call this place home.
1: <laughs> Ahmed's superstore is the name of the shop. And my name is Miriam. In our holy book, it it says like that we should bargain like, but people take it really seriously. They don't listen to all the other stuff that's in the holy book. They listen to this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the suits them. Yeah, like whatever suits a, we them, must they bargain.
1: listen
0: to. that. Yeah. What I know is to say, here people did when people oh, were at a yeah. fair and a market oh, selling good. animals. Oh, you know, right. they'd bargain yeah, and bargain yeah. and they'd walk away.
1: Even if you don't call them back, they're going to come back anyway. So now we've (laughs) got... Of course. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Do you get all kinds of customers in?
1: Uh, Yes, we do. Brazilian, uh, Polish, Turkish, Syrian. Actually, a lot of Syrian customers. They came actually newly into the town in the Abbey Hotel. So they didn't have English. So we communicated through sign language first and then learned a few words as we went on. (laughs) Brilliant. Like my when my father came, especially for him. Like he does. Like some customers they'll come in and, like honest to God, like they'll have no money and he'll say to them, no problem, come back and pay for it later, because he knows when somebody is new in the country they are struggling. It was the yeah. same.
0: I mean, a lot of the Irish people who went yeah. abroad went to America and to England. Yeah, yeah, might have been poor and yeah. would have relied on people to be kind to them. And it's
1: for them all this is new. It's like they like they're in a completely different country, completely different setup, completely everything is different. Like them come in and actually saying to you that they don't have money or they're like this so it just kind of touches you because they're actually they could be anything in their own country they could be a doctor they could be anything I know they have a good life here now but leaving your country seeing the war seeing people dead or seeing all this like this is difficult on them like some of them they'll come in and they'll cry because they have a loved one that's passed away so just it just kind of um, I don't know
0: I think it's a lesson in how hard it is to come to a new country to be a refugee.
1: It's hard. Thank you. Thank you again.
3: Bye-bye.
0: You're listening to The County Measure. I'm Vincent Woods. We're making a journey around Ireland 100 years after independence and partition to get a measure to get many measures of all 32 counties. We're looking at place, landscape, and the people who shape their lives within these boundaries of community and county. In this series, I'm hoping to get a fresh understanding of each county and its people as we shape a Radio Atlas of Ireland. (laughs) you be in a nicer place of a summer evening, town of Crockery in South Roscommon it's a town with such historic associations, the clay pipe industry, layers and layers of history, the name indeed going back to a Hangman's Hill crockery we're about to meet a group of people who I think will illuminate a lot of the life here in this town and the stories that unfold in these fields around Knock Crockery. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? Would you like to wear your Hello, Patsy.
4: Hello, how are you getting on? Nice
0: Good to morning. see you. Were you ever in here before? No, my first time. Murray's Bar on Main Street, Knockcrockery, Crockery, is home to the South Roscommon Singers Circle and holds a very special piece of Roscommon sporting history. The bar was owned by Jimmy Murray, the legendary captain of the victorious All Ireland Roscommon teams of 1943 and 44. A hundred years ago, most of this street was in ruins. The Black and Tans tried to burn the town to the ground in June 21. Murray's withstood the raid and fire. And when I share stories and music with a group of local people, Jimmy Murray's daughter, Mary Dwyer, has the history that came down in her family.
3: Well, he kept five times in Crawl Park. I think he said... Even better than the day you get married, <laughs> when my mother wasn't around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I forget to be careful when <laughs> you yeah. say that. Yeah. But, um, we used to be told in school that it, the name uh, Canuck on Crochre mean the hill of the hangman, that it went back to Cromwell's time, hanging the O'Kelly's on the hill. But then there's earlier maps, so it was it was already probably place of execution before that. Probably an Irish place of execution. We probably hung our own mm-hmm. our own people that we didn't like. Cromwell, I suppose it was the the ultimate insult to use the, the local place of execution to to kill your own, and the, the especially place, yeah. to kill the O'Kellys. Yes.
0: who were the famous chieftains in a sense of the area. They were, and yeah. yeah, who uh... had ruled
5: the place for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Ethel here married O'Kellys. So, <laughs> so she both ways. <laughs> Hi, my name is Ethel Kelly from the Clay Pipe Centre, where people can come and see them being made using the original tools going back since the early 1700s. And most families from the area were involved in some way or the other.
0: There's that association with the afterlife, in a sense. Of course. With the smoked at wakes, mm-hmm. and that rite of passage, that movement from one life to another.
5: Uh, yeah, it was huge a huge part of the wake. Uh, like, I have a wonderful receipt from, say, 1912, and the very first item on the wake receipt is two gross of clay pipes. So it was like 288 pipes for a single funeral. So they were putting on a good show or expecting a massive crowd. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and of course, it wasn't a, that,
0: especially at a wake, you just smoked the pipe once. Yes,
5: that is. Uh, they were the only time they were deliberately broken. So yes. once you have smoked it, you would break it deliberately and say, Lord have mercy. And so that particular pipe became known as a Lord of mercy.
2: Uh. Yeah.
0: I'm Patsy Hanley. I've been known all my life as a flute player. Roscommon has that great tradition of flute playing. I, mean, I remember this uh, has, yeah. night years ago, and you were in the company yeah. in Luke Gibbons' pub, yeah. and like, there were about eight flute players gathered around a table.
4: I had a many night
0: there. But I remember that you know, people like Paddy Degnan and Tommy Gwian and that whole, yeah. Matt obviously. but it, that great tradition of,
4: yeah. of the flute. Myself and Paddy were great friends all together, and he was a brilliant player. When I was getting married to Pauline, and Pauline was very friendly with Becky as well, well, first of all, when we were planning the honeymoon, Pauline said, "What's the point in going out to some foreign country where you won't know anybody?" <laughs> you know, so we decided to do a tour of Ireland instead. <laughs> I got into the car, and Becky Dignan rolled in beside me, and Pauline had to get <laughs> into the back, which <laughs> she didn't mind. But uh, the oldest daughter, Marlo, she was first to be born. And uh, when I used to meet Pecky Dignan, he used to say, how's our daughter?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you might give us a tune on one of the whistlers.
4: So this is the
0: melody that uh, Sean O'Reilly
4: composed for Ronnie Heardham. (laughs)
0: Patsy.
6: To <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, Declan Coyne. I was the founder, I suppose, of the Southwest Common Singers Circle 30 odd years ago.
0: Did Pather Kearney write a song
6: he about did. Mark Crocker? Yeah, the story goes, um, he was working in um, the Abbey, the theatre I think at mm. the time. And they were sitting around having a chat one morning and Carney uh, was claiming that he could write a song about any, about any place in Ireland. So the story goes that they put a map of Ireland on the wall and they threw a dart at it and it landed on the crockery. <laughs> and uh, the next morning, Paddy came in with the sound, The Crockery. Yeah. Do, you want, do you want a verse of it? I'd love a verse of it. But... I will try it anyway. Where you ever below at the side of now crockery, Meadows, all ripe on a fine summer's day? It was there that I first met with sweet Molly Darty, laughing and singing and making the hay. Oh Molly, come on! I'll hold you now, hold you now, Molly. Come on! I'll roll you now, roll you now, Molly. Come on! I'll bet you a song. Twill be better diversion than making the hay.
0: It's a good song, (laughs) yeah, and a a fine version of it too, yeah. Uh, uh, wonderful. Delighted at that. Thank you all so much.
7: Roscommon. In this piece, I write about my transition from Malaysia to County Roscommon. Mrs Tan, a tarot reader, spread her silk scarf flat upon the table. That afternoon, my friend, Tita and I, drew tarot cards with cryptic images. Tita's card was the Knight of Cups, a shining armour on a white charger, Mine had an image of a boat. Mrs. Tan told me, you're heading towards a future in another country. Tita's eyebrows spoke a kind of shorthand nonsense. But Tita became the sister-in-law of a king. while well, I found my nonsense in this country living in the parish of Drum in County Roscommon. We stacked stone walls, hot on hedges, hay baling, turf cutting, foxes, deer, sheep, and slurry. I was a city girl from Malaysia. I visited there recently with my daughters. A true coaching now, like tourists, we rode the elevated monorail, took in the sights from high up over the heavy traffic below us. We passed many spectacular buildings towering high above the city's skyline, some full of plants creating a vertical forest in the city. The transition from a city to a rural setting has inspired my writing. A slower-paced life allows me to be more observant and more connected to nature, to understand the significance of nature, in Irish myth, legends, and remedies. My home is surrounded by horton trees, a sacred tree. I'm able to identify wild fauna and flora like the wild angelica, sheep spit, lamb's ear, wood sorrel. The wriggling slugs look like leeches. Cows are more healthy looking unlike the skinny cows back home. I often go walking with my daughters, Yasmin and Natasha. Among our favourite places is Mihengbi Dorman, an ancient portal tomb. This area is said to be the last known community in drum that spoke Irish. We love the sense of seclusion and tranquility as we explore its history, archaeology and legend again and again i sit here smelling the pungent aroma of wild garlic the nettles him the air in spring my neighbor marie explains nettles are the best treatment for arthritis the nettle is a delicious and nutritious food my papa shared many malaysian remedies too ginger for a healthy heart, cinnamon for aching muscles, bitter leaf for nose bleeds. In a lush wok, I cook fried rice, fused with sliced okra and crushed garlic. It simmers to a dunce of translucent onions. My daughters devour the fried rice. I scoop steamed nettles onto their plates and imagine those nettles Filtering through the growing bodies.
0: You're listening to the County Measure, and we're in County Roscommon. Standing at a, a rare example of early industry here in Roscommon, uh, the famous windmill just outside Elfin and very elegant. It is in the landscape, fully restored, dating from around 1730. And it was built by Edward Singh, who was a local landowner and Bishop of Elfin, and uh, it was used for grinding corn, for cornmeal for local people and for flax, which was, of course was a big part of life then and industry then but within really within a hundred years and uh, by the 1850s was no longer in use and was a ruin until it was restored uh, in the last about 20 years ago and uh, a fine sight it is with its lovely white wooden sails. From here we're, we're going to meet a man who I think will know a great deal of this local history. Looking forward to meeting Bernie Carty.
2: Hello, You're welcome, Bernie, <laughs> uh,
0: Vincent, love lovely Vincent. to meet you, lovely to meet you. I love your Ruscommon flag.
2: Oh yeah, well, we're... Flags,
0: Sam, what am I saying? Not s- just one, but two. Sam
2: might come this way, you know. It's oh, me are looking for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can have a look around and, and see, and then...
0: You've a bit of a treasure trove of things Ruscommon. Yeah. I love the, the pho- big photograph, colourful photograph of the windmill.
2: That's right, I took that myself actually. Well, I was involved in the windmill. I was on the committee there, I was the PRO of the committee and did all the publicity on it and all that.
0: Well you did a great job. Oh, it's a yeah. lovely it's a lovely yeah. thing in the landscape, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
2: Then I got into the floats and started bringing the floats all around Ireland. Nineteen I think it was nineteen eighty two. And started building small floats. It's a pity to see floats going through a town and you never see them again. I had mine and I recycled them all and a small thatched cottage and a little windmill and a little castle and a dirty and that was a birthday cake that went down to the flay you know, in Ennis. Yeah, I took a float to Ennis for about fifteen or twenty years. I used to go to the flay and um, instead of people who bring down fiddles and melodians and things I brought down with the float.
0: But here, here is home. Roscommon is home. Oh this it is. is, it is. And what about the people, Bernie? What makes the people of Roscommon?
2: So oh particular? well, they're they're hard, they're hard working, and of course, every place has uh, improved so much. Tractors and machinery and everything. Two or three cars outside every house. I thought it was going to come to the day when there'd be a helicopter outside at every house. But that slowed up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> that has passed over. <laughs> Indeed. I, I remember the, day, the time in the 40s and that when there was only a donkey and cart and you had to go to the next door neighbour to borrow the donkey and you might have to go to another one to borrow the cart. By the time you had the lot gathered up, half the day was gone. <laughs> but um, neighbours in those days would give you give you milk and give you potatoes. And my father died when I was very young. I was only 10 and my brother was eight and my mother was left with two. So she had to go out to work when my father died. And there was no transport, cycling to Boyle and to work in places, cleaning mostly in places in Boyle. I was born in 32, so it's a long time gone by you know. I've been, been in and out of hospital a lot. I've had a pacemaker done and nearly rebuilt. And as I'm getting on now in years, i says say, is it worth putting any more parts into this fella? <laughs>
0: well, you're, you're looking good on it, Bernie. Yeah. I see a couple of mummers' hats, straw oh, yeah. hats up above.
2: I had the mummers here during the COVID. You, you couldn't go anywhere and... Edwina Guckin, of course, who was a great promoter of all this. She had me on her line and she brought over. Her mum was here. She had a, had a musician, Brian Mostyn, and the singer Faneuil Maxwell and herself dancing. And They arrived there and I looked out and I saw the straw hat. and I had come over and I said, I've been to many as the fly. But I said, I never thought the fly had come to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and a good thing too. Bernie, it's lovely to meet you.
2: Thanks a million for coming and it's the first ever recording that was ever done for RT or for any any anything.
0: Roscommon Town at the South Roscommon Family Resource Centre, coordinator Sarah Brennan introduces me to members of one family who are tackling particular challenges. Hello, yeah.
8: Lovely to meet you. i I'm,
0: I'm the manager
8: Actually, lovely here. Lovely to meet you. Brilliant. Noel, Shanika, Hello. Christopher, and Helen. Hello, how oh.
0: are you? <laughs>
9: we might bring you upstairs because you get more quiet because there might be people in and out the doors. Sure. Is that yeah, okay? Of course. okay.
0: Shanika Hennessy is 17 years old and still in secondary school. With her mother Noelle, she has responsibility for her younger siblings, some of whom have special needs. Shanika and Noelle tell me how the Roscommon Young Carers Project helps young people juggle home life with the life of their own.
3: Uh, Roscommon Young Carers is an organisation for young people and they arrange different activities on the weekends. There's a recent event coming up for the races and we're making costumes to go to it. I feel like it's a great opportunity for me, this whole group, because it builds my confidence and just amazing.
0: And then there's John. What is he, five? He's
5: five, yeah. And
0: and John then has non-verbal autism.
5: He's a messer, but he's a lovable messer. There is more ways of communicating with someone than speech-wise. He makes me laugh every day, you know, the things he do. He could, you know, even just looking at you, he'll smile and he has this look in his eye that, just full of divilment. I think the same as every other child, really, but you just have to understand him in a different way, like...
0: And Helen, do you love John?
7: Yes, and he has autism, he's autistic, and he's non-verbal. Does he have ADHD?
0: But obviously he's very special to you. Yes. Shanika, for you then, you do... Maybe a certain amount of additional caring for your siblings and like again I guess lots of youngsters do that, but maybe you do a little bit little bit more.
3: Um yeah, I'll have my mother with um Helen and Christopher and John. We like swap duties, she'll be clean inside and then I'll look after John um outside.
5: I suppose you often heard her saying you can't have eyes in the back of your head. So it's handy having Shanika at my back <laughs> to cover that expression. You no, know, she's great, you know, doing stuff for me like and she's always there when I call her and she's actually a fantastic teenager, I suppose I can say about her, like you know, I've no complaints about her.
0: <laughs> Christopher, I'm really struck by your artwork there. Colours are beautiful, that orange and yellow. It's slightly abstract sun, but it's really, really terrific. Do you enjoy drawing and painting and doing things like that?
1: Yes. Good. I'm working on
3: one at school. It's eight parts of a piece of paper, and I like do them in squares. And I have six squares done.
0: I think I see a little bit of mathematics at work too. You have very good way with shapes. That's really impressive. Just thinking about the, yeah the qualities that you need to take on this extra role of caring. I suppose it patience, presumably, as well. And what else do you think helps you do this, Shaniqua?
3: I feel like you have to be more mature than everyone else my age, you know. Um, (laughs) An organised person, uh, good communication skills.
0: Helen and Christopher, is she good at minding you and is she good at at helping you?
3: Um, She's like a best friend to me and she really helps me
7: um, with everything in my homework. She's a really good sister because when... My mammy is busy with John. She helps us with our homework and she buys us stuff.
0: I like the idea that she buys you stuff. What kind of stuff does she buy you? Sweets. Mm, very important to get into a good quota of sweets from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> and Shanika, you were, you were in the doll earlier in the year uh, as part of a, a delegation of, of young carers. What was that like? What was that experience like?
3: Great experience as we were raising awareness for... The supports that young carers need, and the challenges that we do go through on the daily, and how hard it is for us. For a young teenager, as a seventeen-year-old, I do more stuff than another person my age would do. With like a sibling with like not special needs.
0: And do you do you feel you get enough time to yourself and with friends? Um,
3: my mother um, plays a good part in that, as so she makes sure that I'm, I go out on the weekends to my friends and. The Young Carers Group um, is also another breakaway for that. I like drawing and I like going to cinema and music and i play music with John as well in the kitchen. We'd be dancing away.
5: (laughs) Siblings have other siblings with disabilities and they mightn't have the time to put as much effort into the homework as other children would have. I know in our house it's a big issue with John. He has a sensory issue of ripping up books, which on numerous occasions Shanika's books have been ripped up and then go I have to go in there and explain to the teacher my book was ripped up she has got into trouble a few times over that
3: and same with the phones as well if I ever had to go home early if my mother had an appointment to Helen and Christopher um they need to understand that sometimes I would have to take out my phone for an emergency for like John to get him off the bus or something
0: you'll be facing your leaving cert next year do you have any idea what you'd what you'd like to do after after secondary school
3: um psychiatric nursing um, I really enjoy, like, the side of helping people with mental health. Or I was looking into looking after children with special needs as well.
0: this stage, Chris, we've almost finished mm. that sun, and it's a pretty talented bunch, all of you. <laughs> it's so nice to meet you. Coming up on The County Measure, memories of Ukraine's famine in Strokestown, making Loch accessible to all, and harpist and composer Fia Gwyhan brings us his Roscommon measure
2: Every week national lottery players raise over 4 million euro for good causes across Ireland Cut He
10: said 4 million every
2: week It is 4 million every week 4 million euro Uh huh (sighs) Be a typo. Can you check I'm this? telling you, every week, over €4 million Euro is raised for good causes.
6: All right. No need for
2: a Marty meltdown. I'll ignore that. <clears throat> every week, National Lottery players raise over €4 million Euro for good causes across Ireland. The National Lottery. Support responsibly. Based on 2022 financials.
0: My... I is taken by a, a very striking cut stone building here in the centre of Roscommon Town, just on the square, with a Star of David window, a very beautiful window at the centre, circular window, and it turns out to be Roscommon County Museum, which promises a highlight of a 9th century Sielanigig gravestone. So I've got to go in to find out more. Marion, Vincent, <laughs> lovely to meet you, lovely to meet you. Can we come in? Of course you can come
11: <laughs> in. <laughs> I'm Marion Harlow. I'm a member of the County Muscommon Historical and Archaeological Society. We're a volunteer society and we run this museum.
0: And Marion, just, you know, passing, I, my eye was taken by the building, beautiful building.
11: It was built as a Presbyterian church, started in 1863. And the last member of the last Presbyterian family in the town died in the late 1950s.
0: And the window, that very striking, that beautiful yes. kind of red and blue star of David, as it appears to be. Yes. Uh, what's the history of that?
11: The story behind that is that it was built. The stone masons who built the building came from Wales, the best stone masons, and that they put that church in there to commemorate their Saint David. But I'm not sure about that, because um, apparently a lot of uh, Presbyterian churches in Wales have that window, and also some in the north of Ireland. Uh, it is also very similar to the Freemasons. Indeed. I do So I do. we don't really know what they... Uh, <laughs> but th- that, is the, that is the story that is told about to it.
0: And the museum here run completely on a voluntary
11: basis? 100% voluntary,
0: yes. Can we look at the at the shield again?
11: Of course you can. It's down the back. It is extremely unique in the fact that it is isn't weathered. And also the braided hair. It's the t- typical Sheila Gig exhibitionist figure, pendentress, squatting breasts, woman. Squatting yes, woman yes. yes, exactly. But the hair is very unique.
0: If you have this kind of great, big braided hair. Yes, it, right? uh,
11: yes. Now people come specially to see that.
0: And where where does this come it from? It comes where? from a
11: place called Rahara, which is halfway between Roscommon and Athlone. Now we know the uh, original church in Rahara dated from the 12th or the 13th century. They're were, they were found in England, they're found in um, France and I think in Spain as well. That is in such good condition, because obviously the church was destroyed probably after the Reformation, and it fell into the ground, and in the 1990s there was a clean-up being done in the graveyard, and they found that, and that is why it's so well protected.
0: So in a, in a sense it was almost preserved accidentally. Yes. It's remarkable. It's a remarkable figure, it's something it s- is. so but striking If
11: it. you look at that, it's a keystone. It, it means that it's for holding an arch in place, the last stone that's dropped in, and it's, it's made specific for the purpose.
0: So it, in a sense, it could, that figure can be either bestowing blessing or holding people back. You know, it's, it's, oh. it has the potential for yes. all that, isn't it?
11: Yes. Um, some say it's to ward off the evil eye. Some say it's to warn about lust. Others say it's a fertility symbol. Others, I know some of them uh, traditionally in other parts of the country were used uh, by women who visited them to help them through childbirth. So there are as many... Theories, as there are, she in the gigs, really.
0: Marian, so lovely to meet you. You too. Roscommon is often described as a landlocked county, but it never feels closed or closed in. The Shannon courses through this land, the many lakes and rivers and canal make it fertile and lush. Loch is the great water jewel of the county, second lake of the Shannon. Here in beautiful Bally League on the Shannon, looking at the wonderful stone bridge across the river, and thinking about how the Shannon here divides two counties, Ruscommon and Longford, Two provinces, Connacht and Leinster, and two towns, uh, Bally League and Lanesborough. But I suppose the Shannon isn't always accessible for everyone, and that's something we're going to find out about this morning.
2: Hello. Oh, good morning guys. I'm Vincent. Harry, Vincent. Good Lovely, to meet you, Harry.
0: Vincent. Great to meet you. Yeah. Welcome to Lockery Thanks Access, access for All. <laughs> Lockery Access for All is a new and very impressive initiative to make the lake accessible for anyone with a physical disability that might have prevented them getting out on the water. I meet skipper Harry Sheehy in their fine new offices and cafe along the Shannon at Bali League, and he shows me the most impressive facilities you could imagine.
9: This is the only place where... If you go to, the first thing we show you is our toilet. There's changing tables there for for adults. There's a hoist here on the ceiling, which can lift somebody from anywhere in the room to anywhere else in the room, and, of course, the showers facilities as well. It's about opening up the waterways to everybody, and there's a lot of people who have to plan their journeys if they're going across the the country, like from Dublin
0: to Galway, and if they don't have a facility like this along the way, they simply can't make that journey. And it's also really nicely designed. It's actually Mm. lovely
9: design. It's super, super clean. Great. Right, so it's a little bit windy today so we'll head out onto lockery but we won't go down too far because of the wind and then we'll come back up harry how long has this lockery access for all been been running 2021 was when it actually got going properly it's grown enormously since then and our, our only problem now is that we're too busy <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is a good complaint it's a good complaint it's a good, it's complaint. A good complaint yeah
10: now what's that coming along now excellent yeah. Uh, my name's Mark McLean. I work oh. here at Lockery Access for All for the last year. I'm marketing receptionist and I also love to make people smile and laugh when they come. I'm just strapping Mark into the deck of the boat. The same with the bus, so...
9: nah, you know, and like that. It's easier to get onto the boat than it is to get into the mini bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. know, it's, it, you just roll straight on. There's no loss of, of dignity. Yeah. There's no and involved. i tell you the best thing about the boat,
10: right? Because it, me, myself, I'm paralyzed with my chest down complete, yeah. right? Now, I get very bad spasms. Mm. But when I'm on this boat, they disappear. Can't explain it. Do you know? If I could be on the boat every day, I fucking would, to be honest now. Do you know?
0: And is that, I uh, wonder, it to do with the water? I think mm-hmm. it might
10: be, the, yeah. I can't explain it, but I think it might be the flow. But mm-hmm. I'm completely comfortable. No spasms, nothing.
0: <laughs> Hi, my name is Park Tony. I work for Lockery Access for All here in Ballyleague, Lensborough.
4: I'm from Ballyleague and true, Rossi, have been
0: fishing since I was a child, have me boat on the lake here as well, and uh, do quite a bit of fishing. We don't really have an awful lot of employment in, the, in this area, in the Midlands, and especially in this Lainsborough Valley League area, since uh, ESB Generating Station and Bordamona goes down, we have 400 jobs less, so... Any tourism is welcome. But I'm, I'm fascinated by, especially by the lake, by Loch Rhee and that history of the islands and the mythology and Queen Maeve yeah. and her sister and the five or six churches on that island and Inish Claron, yeah. In- Inish Clairon, yeah. yeah.
9: Clairon was, was Maeve's sister. She used to holiday on the on the island, and of course, the the myth has it that she was killed by a slingshot from the the Rathcline shore, in a, which is which is about I think a mile and three quarters away, and it, it wasn't even a stone in the in the slingshot. If you believe the myth, it was a lump of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> just watching them close to the shore there. Would you be okay if we just fired up for a moment, lads, and just moved it out? Of course. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
10: In time, I'd like to get me, me get, get me on board. Sometimes, you know. And, but God, I'll be on it the whole time. I yeah, will.
0: Yeah.
10: Let's just say Harry brought me for a spin in this boat and let me drive it for a bit. And before my accident, like I used to drive tractors and I used to do work in the bog with tractors and all that. I loved it. And that's one thing I really miss. But then, when the when I got in the when I drove the boat, then it kind of I did. I started crying. I couldn't I couldn't help myself. You know, it was just brilliant. You know. know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, of course. And and also in the future as well, like you can imagine people that's in that's disability and then they see me coming down in the wheelchair and hopping into the chair and take going for a drive. Do you know what I mean? They'll think to themselves that's brilliant, you know, and it'll make them more, you know. What's happening? This guy's on the wrong side of my
12: market for all.
9: Yeah, you're supposed to go, yeah. You ordinary. see the green marker here and the one know. there. Yeah. So you should take a straight line between the two of them and not go inside of it. Yes. If we went in there, we would hit the bottom. And they are only heading out on the lake, and it, it gets more difficult. That is what it's
0: like when they have alcohol.
12: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: flying low as we leave the town of Ballyfarnan, and a sign maybe of, of rain to come and it's a very special landscape here the, the landscape of Turlock Carlin, Alderford House home of the McDermott Rose, the family that nurtured and took in the young O'Carlin, Miss McDermott Rowe uh, encouraging him to play the harp he lost his sight of course the age of of 18 from a smallpox and imagine him on these roads in this landscape I mean, this very beautiful rich landscape today splendid with an abundance of elderflower in the hedgerows and uh, we're going to Kilrónan Cemetery uh, where Terlach Carlin is buried Carlin, of course uh, died very close to here in Alderford House and composed his last piece of musical Carlin's Farewell to Music in one of the rooms there and we're going to meet a young man who has inherited something of O'Carlin's tradition a harpist and composer called Fílcre Gwyhan How are you doing? Yeah, are you good to see you How are you doing? Good, yeah, and yourself? Excellent yourself. Good, good that's good, yeah. good
13: It's a really nice um, Location, like you know, with the 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 lake Loch
0: down there, and it was, this was the family crypt of the MacDermot Mac Rose. Rose. Yeah,
13: yeah, yeah, he would have travelled all around, kind of a, a, quite a large area, playing music and composing music for his patrons, I suppose, and then came back to Alderford then to to die, I suppose.
0: I also love that idea of the Planksties, you know, of O'Carlin possibly being the source of those kind of. Phrase tunes and, and it, it's, it's an almost indefinable concept of the Planksteen, but it's, yeah. I love it. I love yeah, no, idea. it's great,
13: yeah, because it, a planksty can be anything really. It's just, I think it's more dedicated to a person as, appo- as opposed to fitting into a certain, I suppose it's a loophole in a way, isn't it? You know, it's, it's yeah. It
0: can hold a lot. Yeah. It can, it yeah. can. yeah. And you've composed a few, you know, you've com- you're composing a bit as well. In that tradition, again, from the area.
13: Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I, I have composed a few bits and pieces. Um, it's just something nice to do, I suppose, you know, to kind of add a bit or try and, you know, come up
0: with something yourself, you know. What would inspire you to write the tunes?
13: Um, depends on, sometimes it's just, you know, maybe something, a little piece of a melody might strike you. or Last year I wrote a tune that was kind of inspired by the, the scenery on the mountain, above Rigna there looking down towards Loch Allen and Sleveneer and, and even Shemore you can see it on a, a clear day it's very expansive as in you can see I think it's about seven different counties from up there yeah so
0: yeah it's a beautiful view I can even <laughs> imagine why yeah. it would inspire music
13: um, yeah sometimes maybe an event or something that happened in your life or I had I had my first car about three days and I broke the windscreen on it so I just I, I did a tune <laughs> Out of, I don't know, sadness or or anger, I don't know which it was. <laughs> that could what, could what did you call the tune? It. The cracked windscreen.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what else? That's yeah. great, I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
13: yeah. Um, it's funny enough, yeah.
0: Yeah, Chris, lovely to meet you.
13: You too, you too. Thanks very much.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. Out of these landscapes, Fieke Rguihan has written this new piece of music, A Measure of County Roscommon. down from high up the Orygna hills, down over the splendour of Loch Allen, over to Schlieveneirn, this sweep of fields, of small holdings, farms, from the mining museum, the fine mining museum here, which I suppose is, it remembers all the men who toiled in the mountains here, uh, cutting coal for decades, uh, the mines closing eventually in the early 90s, and a whole history of industry here in this part of, of North Roscommon, And of course, a century on as well from the War of Independence and the Civil War, remember that Rigna was always a, a very strongly Republican area. The flying columns were were busy here over 100 years ago. And earlier this year, there was a memorial unveiled to two local men, Seamus Cull and Patrick Tymon, who were killed during the Civil War. So much history held in this place and then on the horizon, this misty day with the beginning of rain, you see the windmills turning and the new energy that replaces the coal. Strokestown is a striking and elegant town, originally developed around Strokestown House and Gardens, now home to Ireland's National Famine Museum, and is an essential part of Ireland's architecture of remembrance and connection into wider history. That connection today extends to Ukraine and its history. And here in Strokestown House Gardens, I'm going to meet Ukrainian artist Olena or Ellen Kovalevich, artist in residence and now resident of the town. Hello. (laughs) Vincent. Ellen. So lovely to meet you, Ellen. Yeah, Yeah. great. Her folk art traditionally depicts colourful wildflowers and plants on a white background, including the symbolic Ukrainian sunflower. Now she adds the shamrock. I meet her in the studio, a tower known as the Tea House, and we're joined by fellow Ukrainian artist, translator and Strokes Town volunteer, Alia Shadrova, who lives in Boyle.
12: Lovely. <laughs> it's
0: a good studio. Yeah, yes. A good space. It's yeah. really,
12: it's a good light.
0: Yes, yeah, so you're looking, you know, you're looking out over the gardens, really. So it's, yes. yeah, good place for inspiration. Yeah.
12: Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Tell me about this tradition of artwork, of painting from your part of Ukraine.
12: It's a traditional art of my region. This kind of art, it was born in a little village, Petrikivka. The women in this village, they decided to decorate uh, their homes around the windows, around the doors, and inside and outside. They had only the minerals, products, um, okra, kaolin, uh, the juice of different kinds of plants. And uh, they paint by their fingers. And uh, these breadberries, berries, they paint by, the fi- by finger. And it's a finger in the middle because the stump of this finger is round. And this, from this finger, it's so yes. You,
0: you give, get that lovely roundness of the berry. I mean, the images are so lovely. Those colours, those vivid reds and yellows and greens and pinks, the flowers, the floor, you know, it's just, it's gorgeous. And there's a link in terms of the history of famine and that terrible famine in Ukraine just 90 years ago. Famine imposed by Stalin, by the Soviet Union in 1932,
12: The Holodomor. Yes,
0: Holodomor. Um, um, and it's estimated that, or at least five million people died. I presume it was really good for you then to make this connection in Strokestown yeah. to the family museum and to the people here.
12: I saw how people, how they come to this museum. It's very interesting for them and and they want to know a lot about it. It's good. And in Ukraine, we don't know a lot about Holodomor. In the Soviet times, we only listen the narratives of Soviet politics, of Soviet Union, that it was good, 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 good. But our grandmothers, grand-grandmothers, and my granny also, they lived at the times and they uh, say us about it. The, when we got our independence, we began to remember and to write our
8: history, our Holland of the story. My name is Alam. I'm from Kiev's region in Ukraine. And here in Strokstown, I am delighted to be a volunteer in Strokstown Museum. My great-granny, uh, all her life, she was kissing bread. And it was strange for me i didn 't understand it, and uh, when she was feeding us, it always was such a little little portions of food, and it was so precious for her all the time
0: It does almost seem like it was fate or fortune that brought you to Strokestan and <laughs> that you now make that connection yes. by, between the history of Ireland, the history of Ukraine, and this shared history of famine. Yeah, there's there's something very moving about that.
12: Yeah, yeah it's interesting. I'm happy that I'm in this place, in this point.
8: When something happens, such big disasters, people sometimes they don't talk about it at all. And our generations, young people, and we just don't realize it. And that's why it's important that Irish uh, Heritage Trust has uh, this museum with modern style. So interesting, the children can really see and remember something. But it's really about not to forget why, not to let it happen again.
0: Roscommon is changing. New people are bringing new stories, music, new languages and new food. And, as everywhere, these changes bring both rewards and challenges. But there's a feeling here that old and new can mix and meld in a way that will give us something else again. Old world Roscommon is alive and well, a particular sense of courtesy, hospitality and welcome and the sweep and expanse of landscape lifts the heart here, inspires and consoles like the myriad music that has emerged from the landscape. Mix these sensibilities and sense of place with the people and cultures of Brazil, Ukraine, Syria, Poland and Pakistan and we'll have fresh histories and memories. Who knows? Perhaps new myths. Roscommon is the source of the Thornbow Koolina, Mave, and the Cattle Raid of Kuli. Now that the county borders the world, who knows what richness of stories will unfold.
3: The County Measure was presented by Vincent Woods. The producer was Regan Hutchins and research was by Simon O'Gallaghor.